Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 131 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. This is me Neha Shetty and I'm so glad to have you all listening in. We've had an action-packed week with some scintillating matches so far. This episode will give you a summary of the Commonwealth Games 2022 league games and we will preview the semi-finals. Day 1 Australia and Barbados began their Commonwealth Games campaign in style, registering victories against Asian neighbors India and Pakistan respectively. Let's talk about match 1, Australia versus India. Toss India elected to bat first, result Australia won by 3 wickets. Harmanpreet Kaur had no hesitation in opting to bat first after winning the toss. Smriti Mandana was looking in good touch playing a couple of glorious strokes while farming the majority of the strike. Her knock of 24 though was ended as Darcy Brown stuck for Australia. Shifali Verma would then pick up the mantle racing away to 48 despite a run out of Yastika Bhatia in between that halted the proceedings. Her knock would end with Alisa Healy again doing the damage behind the stumps. From there onwards it was the Harman Preet Kaur show ensuring that India would put a competitive target on the board. Her knock of 52 of only 34 deliveries meant that India posted a total of 154 on the board. Harman Preet Kaur was dismissed in the final over by Megan Shoot, but the job was already done with the Indian bowlers having a target to defend. In reply, Australia found themselves in all sorts of trouble in the power play. The Indian bowlers came out with an aggressive mindset, rocking the world champions at the very start. Australia lost 4 wickets inside the first 6 overs and at one point found themselves reeling at 49 for 5. Renuka Singh Thakur was the destroyer in chief, sending the top Australian four packing in a sizzling spell. Deepthi Sharma then joined in the fun, getting the scalp of Rachel Haynes. and Grace Harris and Ash Gardner then put up a brilliant partnership which put Australia back in the contest Harris was the aggressor while Gardner expertly rotated the strike during their 51 run stand Harris was finally dismissed on 37 by Meghna Singh and Deepthi Sharma removed Jess Johnson but Gardner kept her nerves getting brilliant support from Alana King Her half century eventually took the side to a victory while King also chipped in with a crucial 18 not out. With this victory Australia began their campaign in style registering two crucial points on the board. Match 2 Barbados versus Pakistan. Toss Pakistan elected to bowl first result Barbados won by 15 runs. Deandra Dotton got Barbados off to a positive start with two boundaries in the very first over but her stay at the crease lasted all of just five balls though Barbados went at just over a run a ball in the power play Kaisia Knight and skipper Haley Matthews steadied the ship after the early wicket the pair found boundaries at regular intervals and managed to rotate the strike consistently to keep the scoreboard ticking Together they added 109 runs for the second wicket while notching up a 50 each of their own. Once Matthews fell, Knight took the na- attack to Pakistan in the final few overs and remained unbeaten in the end. Chasing 145, Pakistan were put on the back foot by Barbados in the power play. Then they lost two wickets inside the first six overs including that of Iram Javed of the very first ball of the innings. Thereafter Pakistan went into a shell and found it very difficult to keep up with the required rate. 
wickets falling at regular intervals didn't help them either and by the time their skipper bisma maruf was run out the asking rate was way above 10 and over nidadar showed great intent as soon as she walked out to bat she accumulated 20 runs of shamilia connell's last over which included three fours and a six however she could not find much support at the other end and remained unbeaten on 50 of 31 balls but couldn't help pakistan get across the line as they fell short by 15 runs day 2 england and new zealand make impressive starts to the tournament now match 3 featured new zealand and south africa toss south africa elected to field first result new zealand won by 13 runs put into bat first new zealand had a fantastic opening stand from their two experienced campaigners suzy bates and skipper sophie divine though not overtly aggressive the pair expertly handled any threat that the south african bowlers posed they also scored at a decent click putting the bat deliveries away their partnership fell merely one run short of the 100 run mark as sophie divine was dismissed by m laba on 48 suzy bates however carried on with her charge steadily increasing the scoring rate she got decent support from amelia ker who ended on an unbeaten 16 ball 20 bates's fantastic knock of 91 would end on the final delivery of new zealand's innings as she was run out pushing for a run but her exploits ensured that new zealand ended with a decent total of 167 for 2 on the board in reply south africa were rocked quite early in their chase losing both their openers cheaply Annika Bosch was dismissed by Hayley Jensen while Hannah Rose sent Tasman Brits packing. South Africa simply could not recover from these early setbacks meandering along in their own chase. Mignon Dupre and Laura Woolwart steadied the ship but could not keep up with the required rate. Chloe Tryon was the most impressive batter. She scored 39 in just 17 deliveries but was run out at the most inopportune moment. Sunil Lees then tried her best with a knock of 32 of 18 but South Africa ended up being just 13 runs short as New Zealand began their Commonwealth Games campaign in style. Match 4 England versus Sri Lanka. Toss Sri Lanka elected to bat first. Result England won by 5 wickets. England got their Commonwealth Games campaign off to a strong start with a clinical 5 wicket triumph over a gallant Sri Lanka. The hosts didn't have it all their own way for the entire match but the gulf in experience between the two sides finally told as england chased down the required target at the start of the 18th over veteran seamer katherine brunt allowed just eight runs from her three overs to set the tone for england while star spinners sophie eccleston picked up 3 for 25 to ensure sri lanka could reach just 106 for 9 from their stipulated 20 overs England's chase got off to a poor start with Danny Wyatt dismissed in the second over but the class of Alice Capsey and Maya Bujia shone through to help guide the home side to victory there were some positive signs for Sri Lanka with Nilakshi D Silva top scoring with a well compiled 25 to ensure the visitors could post a competitive total experienced spinners Inoka Ranavira and Oshadi Ranasinghe combined for five wickets during England's run chase and showed enough to suggest they can cause other teams some problem during the tournament Day 3 Match 5 India versus Pakistan Toss Pakistan elected to bat result India won by 8 wickets Now India beat Pakistan by 8 wickets to register their first win in the 2022 Commonwealth Games This was a rain affected encounter that saw 18 overs per side Pakistan made a steady start with the bat despite losing an early wicket but things took a downward curve after Snehana took two wickets in the 9th over to send back set batters Bisma Maruf and Muniba Ali 
wickets continued to fall regularly with india piling on the pressure we saw some excellent fielding as well as meghna pulled off a direct hit at the non strikers end to dismiss alia riaz shortly after omema sohel was also run out Shefali Verma would also take a low diving return catch in the penultimate over one of the highlights of India's outstanding fielding display in the match bowled out for a meager 99 in the rain shortened 18 over game Pakistan had their task cut out with Smriti Mandana coming in all guns blazing the left-handed opener thumbed Anam Amin for a 6 and a 4 in the second over and added three more boundaries in the next over of Diana Beg Shefali Verma added to Pakistan's woes with a 6 and a 4 in the very next over. In the last over of the power play, Pakistan managed to send back Shefali Verma, but India was already at a comfortable position at 61 for 1 and were well on track to ace the run chase. Smriti Mandana then brought up her 50 with a 6 and stood unbeaten as India completed the run chase with more than 8 overs to spare and a massive boost to their net run rate. Match 6 Australia versus Barbados toss Australia elected to field result Australia won by 9 wickets now Australia became the first team through to the semi finals with a comfortable victory over Barbados the caribbean side failed to cope with the leg spin of alana king who recorded figures of 4 for 8 as they were bowled out for 64 and meg lanning side chased that score down with ease barbados's high class top order was made to look second best against australia's quality bowlers with Talia Megra recording figures of 3 for 13 and Ashley Gardner with 2 for 6 providing King with plenty of support from the other end Alana King had Shakira Selman and Shamilia Connell dismissed in consecutive deliveries and could have even completed a commonwealth games hat trick if Lanning had held on to that easy catch at slip provided by Kelia Elliott Lanning was left to rue at the simple drop as she denied King what would have been just the second hat trick seen at the commonwealth games It made very little difference to the result however with Australia overcoming the early loss of Beth Mooney to power to victory on the first ball of the ninth over Alisa Healy and Lanning finished unbeaten for the victors with scores of 23 not out and 36 not out respectively but it was the Aussie bowlers that dominated the better part of the contest for gold medal favorites The victory saw Australia book their place in the semi-finals of the tournament while Barbados could still qualify if they defeated India in their final match and let's see if that happens or not. Day 4 England beat South Africa by 26 runs to register their second win in the Commonwealth Games while New Zealand too proved very strong for Sri Lanka. Match 7 England versus Sri Lanka toss South Africa elected to bowl first result England won by 26 runs. a half century from Alice Capsey a brilliant stand late in the innings and a solid bowling performance by the bowlers led England to their second consecutive win at the Commonwealth Games after England were put into bat first South Africa got an early breakthrough when Shabnam Ismail sent Sophia Dunkley in the very second over of the match however Capsey and Danny Byatt continued to bat positively before the latter was dismissed in the last over of the power play Capsey fell soon after completing her half century and Maya Bujier fell soon too. At 94 for 5 in 13 overs, South Africa seemed to be on top of the proceedings until Amy Jones and Catherine Run joined hands. The duo put on 73 runs in the last 7 overs to push England to a competitive total. Jones remained unbeaten on 36 of 23 while Brunt made 38 in 23 to reverse England's slump in the middle. 
In reply, Annika Bosch and Tasman Brits put on a half-century to kickstart the proceedings, but the duo fell in quick succession. Laura Vulva tried to up the ante but found very little support at the other end as the required rate kept going up. Wolvart remained unbeaten on 41 as South Africa fell 26 runs short despite losing just 4 wickets. Brunt, Nat Siver and Sophie Eccleston impressed for England with the ball. Match 8 New Zealand vs Sri Lanka Toss New Zealand elected to bat first. Result New Zealand won by 45 runs. New Zealand stayed in the hunt for the medals and booked their place in the knockout stages of the tournament with a clinical 45-run triumph over Sri Lanka. The White Ferns posted a modest total of 147 for 7 from their 20 overs and their experienced bowlers did what was required to ensure New Zealand progressed to the semi-finals. Experienced openers Susie Bates and Sophie Devine paced New Zealand's innings while veteran Leah Tahuhu with a 20 not out provided some late hitting to boost the Kiwis' total. Sri Lanka suffered a big blow when they lost their skipper Chamari Atapatu for zero in the opening over of the run chase and were never able to recover despite the best efforts of Neelakshi De Silva and Oshadi Ranasinghe. It means that Sri Lanka had to bow out of the medals race ahead of their final match against South Africa, while New Zealand took on England on the same day to see who finishes on top of their group. Day 5. Australia, India, England and New Zealand qualified for the semi-finals of the Commonwealth Games with the knockout stage of the tournament commencing. Match 9. Australia vs Pakistan. Australia opted to bat first and the result was Australia winning by 44 runs. An unbeaten 141-run partnership between Beth Mooney and Talia Megra helped Australia to a big win over Pakistan in Commonwealth Games. A promising start with the ball turned into a nightmare for Pakistan as Australia established their supremacy over Pakistan in a big win. Having opted to bat first, Australia lost Alisa Healy and Meg Landing in the power play and ambled to 22 for 2 at the end of the 6 over mark. If Pakistan thought that they could tighten their screws from there, Talia Megra and Beth Mooney quickly shut down such thoughts. The duo put on 36 runs in the 4 overs after power play, scoring at least one boundary of each over. Ayman Anwar bowled a couple of tight overs, but the duo held on to the target the opposition bowlers. Megra completed her half-century and was shortly followed by Mooney, which also marked the century stand between the two. In the death overs, Pakistan had no answers as Australia plundered 58 runs in the final four overs. Megra remained unbeaten on 78 of 51 balls, her third T20I half-century in six innings, while Mooney made 70 not out of 49. Pakistan started off shakily in the run chase, losing two wickets in the first two overs. Bisma Maruf and Omeima Sohel tried to reconstruct the innings with a promising partnership, but it didn't last the test of time. Sohel was cleaned up by Alana King and Alia Riaz was dismissed soon after. Running herself out after a misjudged second run, Pakistan was in all sorts of trouble. Maruf held the innings together for a while, but once again, she was dismissed by Megra. Getting to the three-figure mark itself appeared to be very challenging for Pakistan at that stage. Talia Magra added a third wicket to take her tally to complete a brilliant all-round showing as Australia sealed an emphatic win. This victory meant Australia finished on top of Group A and their semi-final opponent was to be determined after the final matches in the opposing group on the next day. Lanning's team will know that they will play the loser of the New Zealand and England match in the semi-finals on Saturday and let's see how that pans out. Match 10. India vs Barbados 
toss barbados elected to field first result india win by 100 runs india ensured they qualified for the medals round with a comprehensive 100 run victory over a disappointing barbados an unbeaten 56 from jemima rodrigues and cameos from shafali varma with 43 and deepthi sharma 34 not out helped india post a big score of 162 for 4 and that proved too much for barbados as they crawled to 62 for 8 in reply kaishona knight top scored for barbados with 16 while the recently retired all-rounder deandra dotton was out for a duck in her last international match renuka singh was the chief destroyer for india with 4 for 10 while meghna singh Sne Rana, Radha Yadav, and Harman Preet Kaur all chimed in with one wicket apiece. That victory ensured India qualified for the semi-finals and finished in the second place in their group, with their next opponent to be decided after the final Group B match on the next day. Day six, match eleven, South Africa versus Sri Lanka. Toss: South Africa opted to field first. Result: South Africa won by ten wickets. South Africa couldn't have dreamt of a better start with the ball after opting to field first in their final Commonwealth Games encounter. Shabnam Ismail struck off the very first ball to dismiss Hasini Pereira. Class got in on the act the very next over, angling the ball away from the left-hander Harshita Samaravikrama with Sinalo Jafta completing her second catch of the match. Nadine De Klerk also bowled a splendid double wicket maiden of the last over of the power play, removing Anushka Sanjeevni and Nilakshi De Silva at either side of the over. Kavisha Dilhari had her stumps uprooted by a gem of a delivery by De Klerk as Sri Lanka lost half their side for just 18 runs on the board. Chamari Athapathu's unfortunate 29 ball stay at the crease finally came to an end courtesy a brilliant return catch from Class. Bar a couple of fours from Shehani, the Sri Lankan lower order did not contribute much as they were bundled out for a paltry 46, their lowest ever score in T20Is. South Africa romped home as they were set a meager target of 47 and they made light work of the chase as they needed a little over 6 overs to complete the win. The Sri Lankan bowlers were already in their lines giving away easy boundaries for the Proteas. Trasmin Brits finished the game off in style with a four handing South Africa their first win at the Commonwealth Games and they exited the games with pride. Match 12 England versus New Zealand toss New Zealand opted to bat first result England won by 7 wickets rampaging through the top order Catherine Brunt and Isi Bong made an England win a foregone conclusion the pair rattled the top 3 of Sophie Devine Amelia Kerr and Susie Bates to hat the white ferns at 12 for 3 and unable to climb out of the hole the run out of Brooke Halliday compounded matters further and Sophie Eccleston beat the defenses of Maddie Green who was the only player to show any resistance despite the early wicket of Danny Wyatt England were untroubled in the chase to secure a top spot Sophia Dunkley who scored 19 and Alice Capsey with her 23 of 19 moved things along with a partnership of 41 with Capsey hitting five boundaries in her cameo approaching her 18th birthday Capsey is already making quite an impression in the English colors averaging 35.5 with an impressive strike rate of 120 in the format the right hander looks to be in the long term scheme of things for the batting order with respect to England Let's now preview the semi-finals. The semi-final fixtures have been set following England's thumping win over New Zealand to end group stage action. It means that the hosts welcome India in semi-final action while Australia take on Trans-Tasman rivals New Zealand on the other side of the draw. Earlier in the day, South Africa were far too strong for Sri Lanka to finish third in group B. 
can India challenge hosts England? Now, England haven't lost a match in the 2022 Commonwealth Games. Lately, they trounced the Kiwi women by seven wickets, courtesy a stellar display from the bowlers. Catherine Brunt and Issy Wong can be troublesome, and for India, Smriti Mandana, Shefali Verma, and Jemima Rodriguez are vital cogs with the bat. Seamer Renuka Singh Thakur is a must see player and holds the key for India's triumph. When we focus on key performers, Renuka Singh Thakur has been a standout name. She has claimed an astonishing 9 wickets so far, averaging 5.33. Shefali Varwa has smacked 107 runs while striking at over 150 and she averages 35.66. Alice Capsi is also the second leading run getter in the tournament, having scored 117 runs so far at 39, with her high score being 50. Veteran pacer Catherine Brunt has also claimed 107 T20i career scalps at 18.37 and has been brilliant this tournament. Now, having a look at the probable playing 11 of both sides, England women could have Danny White, Sophia Dunkley, Alice, Alice Capsi, Natalie Siver, Amy Jones, Maya Bouchier, Catherine Brunt, Sophie Eccleston, Freya Kemp, Issy Wong and Sarah Glenn. India's probable playing 11 could have Shafali Varma, Smriti Mandana, Jemima Rodriguez, Harvan Preetkar, Tanya Bhatia, Deepti Sharma, Pooja Vastrakar, Radha Yadav, Snehrana, Meghna Singh and Renuka Singh Thakur. What does this win mean for Team India? Now, Team India is here again in the semi-finals of a global tournament. They have not won a world event yet, so they will be so much keen to win this one. But if it happens, it will be a bit different to anything else that's on offer in the game. Here, they have the chance to win one of the three medals, and if they can pull it off, given how crazy India as a country is about medal winners, the next few days could do so much good for Indian women's cricket than any other instance in the past. Any medal will certainly call for celebration, but needless to say, gold will be the aim. It will strengthen calls for a women's IPL and pave the way for talks to revamp the domestic structure and have more matches. Talk about wanting to win a medal and inspiring next generations while also laying the Olympic dream or something like that abounds. In the previous four global tournaments, India has finished runners-up twice at Lord's in the 2017-50 over World Cup and then in front of a packed MCG in the 2020 T20 World Cup and semi-finalists once. The other time, they fell away to a group stage exit at the 50-over event in New Zealand earlier this year. India are now one win away from an assured medal. This win will also help boost the mentality of the team that has faltered on the final frontier on quite a few occasions now. India's training sessions have been very intense and they've been working so hard. While teams are allowed a contingent of 15 to 20 players plus 5 support staff in the games village, the BCCI has sent 3 additional staff members, including a throwdown specialist and a masseuse at its own cost. Contributions have come in from several quarters for Team India. While Harman Preetkaur and Smriti Mandana have scored a half century each, it was up to Jemima Rodriguez and Deepti Sharma to dig, out, dig their side out of a hole in that must-win game against Barbados. India was reduced to 92 for 4 batting first, but the pair put on just 70 runs in that 7 overs in the absence of all-rounder Pooja Vastrakar, who reached Birmingham late after testing positive for COVID-19. Renuka Singh Thakur has stepped up and delivered with those crucial 2-4 wicket hauls. Sne Rana's dashing introduction to the Commonwealth Games has complemented Deepti's offspin with support from Radha Yadav as well. History beckons India. A win against England will definitely assure them of a silver or a gold medal. A loss will still give them a chance at a bronze medal finish. So let's hope for the best. How well placed is England? 
Now, England have been a team which has snapped India's road to glory in the past, be it in the ODI World Cup in 2017 or the semi-finals of the T20 World Cup in 2018. Now, despite the absence of regular skipper Heather Knight, England has a formidable look as they topped Group B, compared to India's second-place finish in Group A. Teenager Alice Capsi has been at her attacking best at number three, while veteran pacer Catherine Brunt has chipped in with both the ball and the bat. Left-arm spinner Sophie Eggleston continues to impress, and young pacers Isi Wong and Freya Kemp have been delightful to watch. Trans-Tasman rivalry set to reignite. Now, five-time Women's T20 World Cup winners Australia have got all their bases covered across departments. Batting-wise, the trio of Beth Mooney, Talia Megra, and Meg Lanning hold plenty of firepower among themselves. Alisa Healy is a proven campaigner in clutch moments. For Kiwi women, the hopes will be pinned on a belligerent-looking Susie Bates. Haley Jensen could be quite a menace with the moving ball as well. Let's have a look at their key performers. Susie Bates is the tournament's leading run getter, having amassed 131 runs at 65.5. Talia Megra has compiled 92 runs in the last two innings, and the right-arm medium pacer has also picked up six wickets at 7.16. Beth Mooney has smashed 1,796 T20I runs at 37.41. She also has two hundreds and twelve fifties. She too will be looking to make a mark. Amelia Kerr has snatched four wickets in the tournament so far, averaging 18.2, and has also made some handy contributions with the bat. Here's how the pro- probable playing eleven can look like. Now, Australia's probable playing eleven can have Alisa Heedy, Beth Mooney, Meg Lanning, Talia Megra, Rachel Haynes, Ashley Gardner, Grace Harris, Jess Johnson, Alana King, Megan Shute, and Darcy Brown. New Zealand's playing eleven could have Sophie Devine, Susie Bates, Amelia Kerr, Maddie Green, Brooke Halliday, Haley Jensen, Izzy Gaze, Leah Tahuhu, Hannah Rowe, Rosemary Mayer, and Fran Jones. Why is Australia so strong, and do they fancy their chances? Take an inch against Australia, and they'll still win by a mile. Now that's the realization other teams have come to in recent years, as the depth of talent enjoyed by the reigning ODI and T20I champions has come to bite them again and again. Now against India in their opening match of the Commonwealth Games, Australia slid. To 49 for five, chasing 155. Before Ashley Gardner and Grace Harris launched a successful rescue mission with that crucial 51-run partnership for the sixth wicket. Now, when they have players like Megra and Beth Mooney too, they too have been instrumental as they dug Australia out of trouble at 19 for two in their final group stage match, where they beat Pakistan by 44 runs. A key to their success was rammed home yet again. If one or two. Players fail. There is someone or the other who inevitably steps up. The world champions will now take on the White Ferns in the second semi-final. Australia is in great form. They've sailed past India, Barbados, and Pakistan with sheer ease to back three wins in as many games. Now, when we focus on New Zealand, on the other hand, they did face a heartbreaking defeat against England in the final uh, final game of the group stage, as they could not even cross the three-figure mark on the scoreboard. But other two impressive wins have really set them up well. Thus, the Aussies will be favourites to make it. To the finals, and this will be a key encounter to watch out for. The White Ferns are a tough opposition. Now, New Zealand, on the other hand, have also been impressive, right? Having won their first two games convincingly, which rightfully earned them a last four berth, they too have really shown what they're made of. 
they beat south africa by 13 runs and sri lanka by 45 runs before getting a reality check from england in their final group stage game where they lost by 7 wickets that match saw the kiwis being restricted to a paltry 71 for 9 now it remains to be seen whether the white ferns would be able to bounce back after that humiliating defeat and stand before them are the world beaters australia who have already won the women's t20 world cup and the odi world cup earlier this year and they look forward to uh, you know staking their claim on the commonwealth games gold medal the kiwis would be hoping that their star opening pair of sophie devine and susie bates rise to the occasion with a finals berth on the line a lot will be expected from other quality players like amelia kerr rosemary mayer and lia tahuhu after their forgettable performance against england just a couple of days back With this, we draw curtains on the episode that served as a discussion on the Commonwealth Games and a preview of the semi-finals. Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast for the latest episode updates. And stay tuned. Do check out Adhreed Naver on the back foot on Instagram and Adhreed Naver on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, trivia quizzes, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets, and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, take care, listeners, and bye for now.